Hola, and welcome to Word to Your Mama, the podcast that amplifies diverse voices and celebrates shared experiences. Hosted by me, Ritzy P, a Latina creative entrepreneur with a background in art, music, and new web technologies. From Academy Award and Emmy winners to talented healers, passionate activists, innovative artists, and visionary builders, Word to Your Mama attracts a grip of dope individuals who embody the rich diversity of my multicultural tribe. There will be special guests, mad laughs, and absolutely no BS. Is there a chance this podcast could be explicit? Please believe it. Word to Your Mama drops every Monday. So today we have Wendy Amada. She's first generation Guatemalan CEO and founder of Wendy Amada Strategic Coaching. So prior to 2021, the word of life coach would make my eyes roll so freaking hard. I would never even consider it, right? So a couple of things happen. And where I'm leading to this is Wendy Amada's on because she is what I like to call my leadership coach. So the pandemic took us for a loop, changed the game, changed everything for my family because we are entrepreneurs working in the live music, live event space. So as you can imagine, the world shuts down. The industry shuts down, the money shuts down, so many different things. And so I would started to see a little bit of what Wendy was doing online, I think IG, but through other people, because I don't think I was following her. Then one day I heard her on Latina to Latina podcast. And I don't listen to every episode of that podcast, just, you know, certain people. For whatever reason... I think maybe it just started playing. You know how, like, I don't know if you do what I do, but I'm, like, cleaning the house, cooking, um, doing other things while I'm listening to a podcast in my headphones. So maybe it just played. And I was like, oh, they're 30 minutes. She's a life coach, Latina life coach. So I was like, oh, maybe this is a different angle. I heard her, no, she's, like, not woo-woo. She wasn't out there and all, uh, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I was like, oh, let me do a little bit nerding out. Let me do some investigation. So I went to IG, saw that she was putting together. She started this new thing, this inspired action. And I reached out to Purple. She's the founder of Woman of Color Collective. If you're in that space, you definitely know her account and her work, her amazing work. She didn't know me from nothing. I DM'd her. And I was like, I see you're in the Inspired Action by Wendy. What are your thoughts? Without question. I think with like no hesitation. I think that same day she DM'd me and was gave me like a whole paragraph of why it was a great safe space. And I was like, okay. So then I joined. I did two. At the time, it was two sessions, six-month sessions. I did two sessions. Now you have to be in it for a year. And then now I wanted to have her on as a guest, but I wanted to wait after I did the Get It Done Mastermind. So now I have done since 2021. We In the episode, we were thinking it was 2020, but it was 2021. I've done two inspired action stints, sessions, whatever, whatever, what have you. And then 
I completed one Get It Done Mastermind that ended in October. No, uh, yeah, in October, September, October. And then now I'm in my second one. And it's been a transformative experience. Shout out to my Inspired Action and Get It Done Mastermind, Veterana Hermanas. Um, yeah, you know, and I consider it a leadership coach because the things that Wendy helps us with, I think of it like this. When I was in, and I talk about it a little bit in the episode, when I was in Inspired Action, I was also in therapy. And I've talked about it in other episodes here um, because what I was dealing with, with meeting my biological father for the first time and dealing with that stuff, uh, that's a whole nother episode coming up soon. And I was in therapy and I was in Inspired Action. So I was getting good shit from both ends, right? But similar stuff because... But in different ways, you, you think you're going in because you want to help level up your business. But if you're an entrepreneur, those entrepreneurs that are listening to this know what the hell I'm talking about. It's your life, <laughs> like the mindset of what you do and how you think of stuff. It, it, it impacts everything, right? Because you're you and you're the mom or if you're the guardian or the partner or the whatever, whatever. It's all you and you're running the things. So. It was next level changing for me. And I've been an entrepreneur since 2006. I left, you know, music industry, high paying job, especially at that time, 2006, when I was getting paid. Woo. It's had no kids at the time, too. Please believe it. So, leadership coach, because it was invaluable what I was learning and being in these safe spaces, being on my own. I work on my own. Everything I was held accountable for myself all the time. Right. And for what I ever had to do for my clients. But being in a space of other women, younger, older, but usually let's be real. Usually I'm like the oldest or one of the oldest. But to be in community and to be in community with other Latinas where we understood certain things, right? There's like just experiences, even even though we're like I mentioned in the podcast, in the episode, we're not a monolith, but they're just certain things that are just as women of color, knowing, working in being the only one, the one of few, you know, a through thread that I talk about almost every episode here. So Wendy Amara, she's dope. She's a little woo-woo a little data, and all love. She's what the Supernatural Bear likes to call firm but fair. She keeps it real. She she has what I like to look for in a therapist, that they can, they're not intimidated by me. They can call me out on my bullshit. And that's super important. So this was recorded in October. And I wanted to make sure that we had finished the first cohort. Now this is dropping in December. I am a little bit into the second mastermind cohort. Things are going great. And one thing that I will share that I learned, I think I always knew, but I think it came out because of the work that we do in the mastermind is my trauma and my issues with money. 
And I think this could really resonate with so many people listening, especially if you are a child of immigrants um, and come from hardly anything, right? Is that we didn't talk about money. De eso nos habla. We were trying to survive. <laughs> so we didn't even, it was just like what we had, we had to use. What we had, what we got, we already used. So we had to use it. Do you know what I'm saying? If you know, you know what I'm talking about. Um, so that's huge. And you, if you know me, if you heard this, been listening to the podcast for a while, I've done so many amazing things. And that's with me thinking of the bigger picture. I always say the mission is bigger than us. And this is with me, with all the traumas, having a high high ACEs score, but I've been doing the work, going to therapy, blah, 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 blah. But there's this couple of things that are just in my way to get to the next level so that I can make an even bigger impact. And that's this. I told my therapist about it. I was like, listen, I, I see my therapist once a month and I was like, this is what we're going to do in 2024. That this is what I realized. This is the last, maybe hopefully one of the last major obstacles and then it's on and popping so this is a great conversation that i had with wendy amara and oh yes 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 let me tell you this in all of i think the through two and a half years three years that we've been doing this this has never happened to me but of course it happens here my focus right if you guys you know are into audio my focus right was not turned on at this episode so which basically means the wrong mic was on so it sound the, my audio not wendy's my audio sounded hella janky so what you're hearing is mad like editing to try to get it to sound the way it sounds in the episode so imagine what it sounded like when I got the raw audio, I was devastated. I was like, <gasps> so I did my best to edit it and get it to a decent place. But luckily, I really let just Wendy shine and do what she does. And if any of you guys have any questions about any of her programs, hit me up. You know, this is available. Hit me up in any way and always. And then, of course, we have the Supernatural Bear Corner. It is still December, so we do have Sweet Yams. Because it's, it's festive. It's festive. And after that, we have the outro. So, let's do this. Hola, Wendy. Hello, hello, my dear. It's so good to be here with you. <laughs> this is a long time coming. And I want to, before I start off with the questions, I wanted to say this could have happened way earlier, but I wanted it to be now because we've, I've experienced so many different things that you offer and I wanted to not be in the middle of it. I wanted to be at the end so we can discuss and I can just rant and rave about it. But, you know, I wanted to, to be at this point. Okay. So let's start off. How are you doing? Como estas? I'm good. Thank you so much for asking. I feel good. 
um, just finished a round of launching the next mastermind. So that was Ooh. exciting. And that feels like once that ends, it's there's always a little bit of like, ah, you can just kind of release <laughs> and breathe a little bit more. Yeah. And then, of course, there's always the craziness of life, right? There's a million things going on. It feels like all the time. So right. just being in the flow of that. But I'm doing really good. Thank you. I'm excited for this conversation. Well, this is a long time coming, like I said. And, you know, for you do so many different things. One that I want to point out, because as we get into the conversation, you're going to hear how amazing you everyone's going to hear how amazing you are. And all the crazy things you do it running this empire and helping so many women. And on top of that, you're a mom, a mom of three, and two of those are twins. And right now, everyone, so many moms that are listening, which is what like it is a lot. But when you go to a party or something and someone says you you just met someone for the first time, and they say, What do you do? What is your answer? Yeah, my answer is I'm a coach. <laughs> you laugh because that's like central to everything, right? right it is central. Right. I think as moms, really what we are is is coaches at the core mm. of what we do and, and what we bring to our children's lives is we're really coaches, right? We're coaching them on becoming independent, becoming you know, um, honest, uh, being the best versions of themselves. We're coaching them into that future self that we envision for them. So I think even as a mom, I'm a coach. And then as a CEO in my business, I'm a coach, which is, you know, funny because it's true. I do a lot of different things, but at the core of all the things that I do, whether it's my podcast or whether it's a group coaching program or whether it's consulting work, at the core of all of it, it is is coaching. That's what I see myself as. I am a holder of space for people to remember who they really are and step into taking action on that. That's it. (laughs) A bar. And, and, and I want you guys to really, really like pay attention to how precise and clear you're like, you just gave us the elevator pitch of what you do. Like it, it is clear. Like I know ex- if I just listened to this for the first time, I know, ex- I know pretty much the essence of what you do. And I think that's very important because you right now, I'm in this new iteration and you're helping me figure that out for myself and be, and to be able to get to that point. Right. And it, and it keeps evolving since we met. It's been. I don't know how many years now. Three years. I think I think we met back in 2020 or 2021 when you were first in Inspired Action. So it's been a couple of years for sure. I mean, you've been in my coaching programs for years now. Thank God that you took the the leap and said, okay, I'm going to try this <laughs> thing out that she's talking about and let's see what happens. <laughs> right. And so even in that, which is could be a long time or short amount of time. You've seen me evolve and yes. and and pivot and and figure things out. And so you know the the clarity that you have, I think, is very important because I think that's one of the main reasons why you're you're able to help so many of us because you're there, right? You're there, and it, and it changes. And you're one of the things that I love about you, Wendy, is that you keep it real, right? And it's firm but fair as I like to say or as my my the supernatural bear the sense I like to say um so let's take it back okay let's let's take it back where are you born and raised oh my gosh I was born in LA I was actually technically born in Glendale at the Glendale Adventist Memor- Memorial Hospital or whatever um 
but I like to say LA because my parents came to LA when they first came to, you know, when they first came to the US from Guatemala, they bought, not bought, they had a little apartment that they rented in Hollywood. And then that apartment building became like the Guatemalan apartment building because like they brought over, <laughs> right, my aunt and then my other uncle came and then it was like somebody else from the barrio came. And then there were like 10 people in that whole apartment building that were somehow connected all to each other in some some form or format, you know, back to Guatemala. So it was really cool to grow up as a kid in that apartment building. It was like the Guatemalan apartment building. And there's lots <laughs> of them like that. There's like somebody comes from one part of Central America or Mexico or wherever, and then they invite, you know, they start to move over their uh, cousins, uncles, sisters, brothers, and then they, they start their families here. So I grew up in LA, born and raised in LA and spent most of my life in LA. Yeah. Nice. And, you know, you just saying that, that your your parents came and they were like a, the kind of like the host carriers of, you know, people from their town in Guatemala coming. You're it. Have you thought of this? This is kind of similar to what you do. I some someone tells me about the program. I go into it. Right. I experience it. Then I bring someone else. And then it's like friends and friends and friends. And it's it's this great safe space. Right. They, your, your, fam, your family were able to say, oh, you know, they, they checked it out. It's good to go. Let's come there. Da, da, da. Yeah. So, they're pioneers. You're right. Pioneers. In a lot of ways, they're pioneers. And I'm, in a lot of ways, I'm a pioneer. Yes. Right. That's true. And coaches. Some people hear the word coach, they roll their eyes. Blah, 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 right. That's how I was in the beginning, too. What makes you different from a lot of coaches that are out there? I think what makes me different is that I've been doing this work for a long time and I live the work. Like I've done the work on myself for years, right? So the level of experience, and I think when I'm talking, I'm, I am talking from a place of a depth of experience and practice and expertise in the field because I've been doing it for so long. So I, I was certified as a coach in 2007. And even before then, I had already been practicing for a couple of years. So this is before most people even knew what coaching was or right. had the dialect of what is a life coach, certainly not in the Latino community. Nobody right. really understood what coaching was. Um, and still, I think people have a hard time with really understanding what it is. They are looking for something that will support them in getting really tangible results. And a lot of the work that we do in coaching, as you know, is invisible. It's not tangible. It's the work that's getting done you by yourself and you managing you and you making decisions and you thinking thoughts and feeling feelings, right? So what makes me different, I think, is the 15, 16, actually, I think it's closer to 18 years of experience wow, that I have wow. under my belt now. Yeah. And then I like to tell people, like, I'm a real coach. What that means is this is my calling. This is my expertise. This is my profession. I will be around whether TikTok is around or not. <laughs> I will be around right. whether Instagram is around or not. Right. I will still be coaching 10 years from now. Like I'm in it for the long game because this is just what I do, irregardless right. of what happens in the economy or whether it's a hot profession to be in or whether, you know, it's an easy sale, you know, because a lot of industries have gone through ups and downs where people have experienced it being easier for people to um, enroll people into coaching. And during the pandemic, I think there were a lot of newbies that got into coaching because it was a time when people were more focused 
on asking themselves bigger questions, like what do I really want for my life? Yeah. So, I mean, that, and that's been part of my success also is the fact that I was already an established coach that already had a practice and could continue to do the work and um, really dive into doing the work e- with even more people, which is you know what I'm up to now. Yeah. And then so we talk about here pretty much every episode of the nonlinear career path. You didn't go to school for coaching, right? Like you graduated. What was your degree in? And 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 what was that route that made you decide like, oh, this is the path? You know, I found coaching because I was really miserable. <laughs> so I followed the path that my parents had told me I needed to follow. As a daughter of immigrants, they were like, you know, we came to this country so you could have a better life. So you should go to school, get good grades make money in a good job that is stable. And stability was the most important thing to them. I, I tell everybody the story of how my mom was like in shock and in tears when I quit my good paying job because, you know, it had health insurance, it had 401k. <laughs> and that was what she dreamt for me, right? Was like this stability. But it wasn't the thing that was making me happy. I mean, I had, I did all the things. I went to a good college. I got a master's degree in urban planning. I went into nonprofit management, and I thought I really wanted to work in the nonprofit industry because I wanted to help people. And the only way I saw myself doing that was through some sort of nonprofit. But I was miserable at the job. I was exhausted a lot of the times. I was driving through the 405 with tons of traffic. This is back when we still (laughs) drove to work, okay, guys? (laughs) Right. People were still driving to work, yeah. I knew I wanted a family. I wanted to have kids. And then when I looked at my executive director, I was like, oh, my God, she has, like, no life balance Mm. with, like, her kids. Like, she she doesn't get home till 6 o'clock at night every night. Is that what I want for my life? And the answer was no. I didn't want that. So in in addition to, like, wanting to search for what did I really want, I was depressed a lot of the times. I had dealt with anxiety and depression and I was diagnosed ADHD. I'd been diagnosed with lots of different things in my 20s because I couldn't figure out why was I not happy. I had done mm. everything that my parents told me to do. I had checked off all the check boxes on the paper. And on paper, I looked good. Like resume-wise, right. it looked like this is a successful person. And yet inside, I felt disillusioned. I, I, there was a lot of anxiety. There was a lot of stress in my day-to-day And I wasn't really fulfilled. I didn't even feel like I was really making an impact, even though what the nonprofit was doing was great work. It still didn't feel like I was making an impact. So I was searching for something for me, for me to be able to help myself find peace of mind, find happiness, find a center of contentness and safety for myself. And in that search, during that search, I found coaching. And coaching is what worked for me because I tried therapy, I tried medications, I tried other things, and they just didn't work as well as coaching did for me. Coaching was so action-oriented that I think for my ADHD brain, it helped me to understand and process my feelings, make decisions, and it taught me the set of tools that I could use in my day-to-day life to really manage myself. Yeah. It also taught me that happiness was not going to come from anything outside of me, that it didn't really matter what job I had or didn't have. Yeah. So once I found these tools and I realized, oh my God, this stuff works. I love it. I wanted to go out and teach it to other people because I was like, everybody should know this. Why isn't everybody using this? And the more I worked 
in coaching, the more I realized, oh, this has been taught, but it's been taught to executives and mm. leaders and companies. And th this is how they become the CEO or the CFOs or the, you know, um, creative leaders of a company. Le it was taught under leadership coaching. And at one point in my career, I kept finding myself in rooms where there were less and less brown people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when I made the you know, decision in my soul that I was no longer going to focus on just coaching anyone, that I was going to consciously coach Latinas specifically. My fellow Latinas, because nobody was teaching us this. Nobody has been teaching right. us this in the way in which I'm teaching it anyways, in the way in which it is a lifestyle change. Yeah. Right. And it's very important what, I think what you said earlier, that you're helping us change the way we think, right? The way we think. And that, that's been a huge game changer for me, is the power is within us, right? Yes, girl, <laughs> like it, yes. It's, it's in us. And, and it's the way we think. Um, so. Tell us about that fear, how scary it was to, when you made the decision, the sole decision, you're like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take this. I'm going to teach people. I'm going to quit my high paying, stable job. Tell us about that fear. Do you remember that fear? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. It's palpable. <laughs> like, I can feel it in my body when you bring it up. I'm like, Jesus Christ. It felt like jumping off the edge of a mountain without a parachute. That's what it feels like. It feels like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> right. <laughs> am I crazy? Is my mom right? Am I making the biggest mistake of my life? Uh, it felt really, really crazy to do it. And everything in my body and my nervous system was saying, no, no, go back to safety, back to safety. Don't <laughs> jump, don't jump, right? It was like seeing a red light that was blinking in front of me constantly. So I really had to learn to regulate my nervous system. I really had to learn to sit in what we call the swamp in, in the mastermind, <laughs> to sit in there and kind of move in <laughs> and live there for a while. Right. And allow myself to experience all the uncomfortable feelings and build a tolerance for them, build a tolerance for them, which is really a, a redefining of the way we see it from the perspective of all these uncomfortable feelings, that there's nothing really wrong with uncertainty right. or doubt or fear, that you can dance with all those feelings, you know, and get to the other side. But trust me when I say it was really uncomfortable. And it wasn't like... A, a spur of the moment, quick decision. It took years. So I slowly quit many times, you know, like I quit this nonprofit job and I thought, oh, I'll just find another because it was the job that wasn't a good fit, right? This was my right. thought. Now I realize, no, it wasn't the job ever. It was me. But at the moment I was like, I'll, I'll quit this and then I'll start to maybe get a couple of clients. I got like two clients and then I would find another job because immediately mm. My nervous system would be like, you have to find a safe job that pays you consistently. That's the biggest struggle is consistent money, like being able to make consistent money. And then I started doing consulting gigs where I would get hired by other companies or other gurus to go work for them and coach for them. So I was still coaching. I was just coaching under their direction or their leadership. And I did that for years. So, I mean, it wasn't like, oh, okay, that's it. I'm going in full-fledged. It was always two clients, four clients, six clients. Not until I fully quit. And it took me 
oh my goodness, so long to like fully, fully quit, let go. Probably three years of back and forth, uh, questioning myself, you know, one foot in, one foot out kind of feeling. It wasn't until I had a certain amount saved in the bank that I was like, okay, I'm going to do this thing called coaching. I'm going to start putting myself out there and it's okay because I have a little bit of a nest egg, right? That if I fully fall flat on my face, I'll, you know, I have something that I can like lean into. And so that was right. my backup plan. <laughs> it was my, my little were, savings. But you were able, because you, you were, I feel like you were in such a great place because you were coaching, coaching as someone else, but you were doing what you wanted to do. So I'm sure you, it was invaluable experience seeing how they lead, how they, you know, structure it and all that stuff. And then you were able to build, like you said, like a safety net, a nest egg, so that you were able to stop having one foot in and one foot out and go full blown to give it a try and give it a chance. But I also want to point out that being first gen, right, from immigrant parents, I don't think we give each other enough kudos for this. What you did, Wendy, was revolutionary, right? Because as first gen, there's that guilt, right? That guilt of like, well, I did all the things, but now I want to be happy. Like we don't, we're not raised to, to, that's not even an option for a lot of us immigrant, like first gen immigrant, immigrant or first gen immigrant, like happiness. What is that? We're just trying to survive. And now you're talking about thrive. Mentally, like, like, what was what was that for you? Was that a was there something beyond? Okay, you made the sole decision. Was there a struggle between, you know, your your mom being like, "Oh, what are you doing?" and 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 you feeling like maybe something kind of like survivor's guilt. I don't know what to call it, but was there something like that for you? Oh yeah, there was definite guilt around i'm not doing what i what i'm supposed to do mm-hmm. and what if this doesn't work out because there is this level of responsibility that we carry right as first gen right. um you know children of immigrants that it's our responsibility to quote unquote make it because my parents came here with nothing from their country and struggled and changed their whole life. I mean, I sometimes think about this, like imagine moving to another country where you don't speak the language and all you have is like $20 in your back jeans pocket and you show up in like Norway or something, right? Something completely (laughs) different from your normal life. And you're like, whoa, I'm going to make a new life here. Because I'm thinking about the future. I'm thinking about my kids. I'm thinking about what I want for the future. Yeah, it's a crazy, it's a trip. It's a crazy like mind shift. And how do we deal with that guilt? How did I deal with that guilt and stress, right? You know, there were a lot of ups and downs. There were a lot of dark moments where I was like, I'm just going to go back to working. I'm going to go back. But once you've seen the light, you can't go backwards. And so once I had realized it's all my thoughts. It's me managing me. It's my feelings. It's my intentions. And I also felt like I had this little voice in the back of my head that wasn't going away. And the little voice was telling me, Wendy, you got to figure this out. You can't go back into the box. Can't go back into the box. So I was very clear that if I went back into the box, and for me, back in the box was like going back to a regular nine to five job and just doing exactly what my parents wanted me to do. I was clear that if I did that, I was going to be miserable. So 
you know, I'd rather be miserable going after the thing that I want to go after <laughs> than be miserable in the box, not going after the thing that I want to go after. Because either way, there was going to be some pain involved. Either way, there right. was going to be some doubt and insecurity and fear. So I made the decision. I'm just going to keep, you know, pushing through, pushing through. Yeah. But you know what was even more guilt written? What made me feel even more guilty than when it came to my parents was when I had children. I had kids. Yeah. Especially when I had my first child, Vivli, like when she came around, it was like this wake up call. Right. And I think a lot of moms experience this where you're like, oh man, woo, life just got a lot bigger in so many ways. My concept of what it meant to be responsible completely changed. <laughs> totally. totally. <laughs> completely changed in every aspect of my life. Right. So now I was like, I'm responsible for another human being. So in the aspect of money, in finances, I was like, dang, Wendy, you really got to get it together now. And then when the twins came along, woo, I don't even, I don't even. That, that was the real push for entrepreneurship <laughs> for me because it was like, well, life just doubled for us, tripled for us, right? Every It wasn't yeah. like, oh, a 50% increase. It was like, you know, exponent to the second power, whatever the exponents are. It was a right. huge up level. It was a huge up level. It was what I call like a quantum leap in our life. So I was like, well, the universe just gave us a quantum leap. And I turned to my husband. I said to him, that means we're going to have to have a quantum leap in our money. Mm. And I'm an entrepreneur, which means that's actually possible for me as an entrepreneur. Mm. You can have a quantum leap in your money as an entrepreneur, because the sky's the limit. There is no limit. Whereas he works a regular nine to five gig. So he was like, well, I don't know how I'm going to have a quantum leap in my money, but I'm like, right. well, then it's going to be me. Then I'm going to have to have a quantum leap in my money. So I started to ask myself questions like, how can I double the amount of money I'm bringing in next year? And what do I want to do to make that happen? Because one right. thing I've always known is it can't just be about the money. It has to be something that I'm passionate about that really has meaning and fulfillment, almost something that I would be doing for free anyways, because I just right. love it so much. But I'm also going to make it a moneymaker because guess what? Life just, you know, uh, up-leveled me whether I wanted to or not <laughs> by bringing these twins into life. So at one point we had three little kids under three years old and there was no way we were going to live the life that I really wanted to live and offer them the life that I really wanted to offer them if I was going to go backwards. So there was like no right. choice at some point. And that was really good. You know that saying of like burn the boats? Like yeah. you go to the island. Yeah. You go to the island, you burn the boats, there's no going back. So the twins were that for me. There yeah. was like, that's it, kid. There's no going backwards. We, we have to make hundreds and thousands and millions of dollars now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they were your catalyst for for yes. to take you to the next level yes. for sure. Yes, they were the catalyst of yeah, yeah. And so the guilt of what if I don't make it, and now I have these three little kids to take care of. Mm. How are we going to do that? How are we going to make that happen? Right? It almost became right. like, well, you're going to use that guilt, Wendy, to propel you to push you forward to just right. making it happen. Like there is no other option. You're going to make it happen. You're just going to figure it out. 
Do you want to support original content that supports diverse voices? Why not support Word to Your Mama? You're listening to it right now. Become a patron. Head over to patreon.com slash WTYM. There are four patron levels to choose from, including Good Looking Out, I'm Down, Hell Yeah, and Please Believe It. Benefits include patron shoutouts, exclusive patron-only content, and so much more. Head on over to patreon.com slash WTYM to take your support to the next level. Gracias. Many of us have heard of the devastating passing of Hurricane Fiona through Puerto Rico, but not many of us know of ways, or better yet, trustworthy ways to help and contribute to those in need. Fiona a Través de los Ojos de los Niños is an NFT project featuring art made by children of the nonprofit school Flor de Loto in Ponce, Puerto Rico. Through their drawings, they've expressed their feelings and fears which they went through the hurricane. You can help these children, their school, families, and communities by minting one of their NFTs at helppr.xyz. You can also help by sending crypto directly to their wallet listed on the website or do a donation through PayPal. The links can be found in the description. And to learn more about this initiative and how you can help, please visit helppr.xyz or via Twitter at helpprflm. This is your friendly reminder to take a deep breath. Este es tu recordatorio para que respires profundo. Take a deep breath in. Inhala profundo. Exhale as you observe your breath, letting all the air out. Exhala, observando tu exhalación, dejando salir todo el aire. Would you like to help me reach my mission of teaching meditation to one million children? ¿Te gustaría ayudarme a alcanzar mi misión de enseñar meditación a un millón de niños? I invite you to join me in the Decide Balance Oasis, a safe space where families can find bilingual meditations and mindfulness practices and so much more. Te invito a que te unas conmigo en el Decide Balance Oasis, un espacio seguro donde las familias pueden encontrar meditaciones bilingües y prácticas de atención plena y mucho más. Go to decidebalance.com for more details. I'll see you in the Oasis. Visita decidebalance.com para obtener más información. Nos vemos en el Oasis. Right. So you experience what, like you said, you've been in the game for a long time as a coach. You've experienced it. You used it yourself. You you constantly use it on yourself. And one thing, there's a couple of things that always I think of you and it just, just kind of, what's the word? Solidified that I'm in, I'm with the right person when I'm with you as, as my coach is you say it a lot is there's no fearless. And I think you mentioned it earlier, like we got to move through it. Like you dance, you call it dancing with it, right? Because there's no such thing as fearless. And I like when people, when we have to do like, what is your, you know, thought or whatever. And you're like, well, you know, we all have fear. <laughs> like we're always going to have the fear to jump, to do this, da, 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 da. And, and that's one of the things that you, you live by it. I think we all live by it. I think you attract being in the spaces that you've created, especially during the pandemic, which I think was such a, a um, it was a lifesaver for me to be in inspired action at the time. Cause I've been, you know, an entrepreneur. I left the, my high paying cushy job right. in, tw- in 2006 and, you know, I've been by myself. So to be, 
held accountable and to be in a safe space with a bunch of amazing women, Latinas, that we all get. And 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 another thing that I want to mention is that you allow us to be however we want to be as Latinas, because it's a spectrum, right? Correct. So you never you never shame us or a- any of us that are not as fluent, don't know any Spanish or don't you know what I mean? The experience is vast. We're not a monolith and 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 I love that. And you attract, I've been, I mean, I made, we're like family, some of the women that I've met in this, in this crew and, and in these spaces. And I feel like you attract those type of women that were done with the status quo. We want better for ourselves. We want to build the life we want to build. Right. Um, so Besides the 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 coaching programs that you have, Inspired Action, the Mastermind, the one that I'm in, and we could talk about that in a little bit later. Um, you also, on top of all that stuff and being a mom, have a podcast. Yes, yes, <laughs> finally, I have a podcast out of the world. Yes, uh, after spending years being on amazing podcasts like this, I launched Yes, Muhead, Build It, which is a, an amazing podcast because I teach all of the tools that I learned that have helped me. Right. And I teach them from a Latina perspective, a Latina angle, um, or a first gen angle. And I really talk about these tools and these shifts in perspective. That's really what they are, right? They're shifts in the way we look at things um, so that you can go and use these tools and actually put them to practice, right? And one of those, like you were mentioning, is I talk about fear a lot because I think we're under this perceived notion that you get to live a fearless life. No, that is impossible (laughs) unless you're living under a rock somewhere out in the mountains and you have no relationships, you don't have a job, you're not taking any risks in your life. But if you have a job or a business or uh, money in the bank and you have any relationship with anyone, your neighbor, your kids, your tia, anybody, you are taking risks in your life. And with risks, comes fear. It's a natural part of the human experience. So I think we get to live a courageous life, not a fearless life. Yeah. And courage only exists in the face of fear. It only exists in the face of fear. So you have to feel the fear and do the thing anyways. (laughs) Yeah. Feel the fear and move through it or dance with the fear. And so what I teach, a big part of what I teach in Inspired Action in the Mastermind is to feel that fear, even though everything in your body is telling you, no, no, don't do it. Don't feel the fear. Let's avoid it. Let's jump over it. Let's stay in the box so we never have to feel it. But if you can teach yourself to tolerate it, to dance with it, to move through it, so many more things will open up because everything you ever have wanted is on the other side of that fear. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. Just like if you, if any, anyone that's watching, listening, you go to therapy, what do they tell you? You have to move through it. You can't avoid it. It's going to catch up. And if, like she said, if you want to live the life that you've imagined, you got to make these types of moves. Okay, Wendy, let's get into the questions and comments from the audience. First one, what advice would you have to give teen Wendy? And this is from your client and amiga, Yvonne Hernandez of Decide Balance. Oh, awesome. Oh, my God. This is so, uh, it's a surprise. It's so unexpected. I love that I'm getting these questions. This is my favorite, Ritzy. Thank you so much. What a gift. What a gift. (laughs) 
Uh, okay, what would I tell teen Wendy? Oh, first of all, I would just give her a hug. Mm. Give her a big heart-to-heart hug. And I think I would start with, it's going to get so much better. It's going to get so much better, my dear. You're going to be okay. You're not only going to be okay, you're going to be better than okay. Yeah, yeah. Teenage Wendy, in a lot of ways, depending on which year, but definitely 15-year-old teenage Wendy was miserable. Yeah. Mm. Because again, I didn't quite fit in. Mm. I wasn't like everybody else, and yet I really wanted to fit in. So I put on this persona of trying to fit in, but I was really being Mm. fake. I wasn't really being my authentic self, and I didn't feel the confidence to be my authentic self. So I ended up getting bullied a lot and, you know, I would lie and get caught in lies and, you know, I was just, I was all over the place. I was really, really all over the place. Um, I feel so much more confident now than I ever did. Like my forties have been so much better than my teens were. (laughs) So much better. So I would just start with you're okay, Wendy. Mm, you're okay. Right. Oh. Yeah, you're and okay. That hug. And, and that a big, hug is- big, like long, you know, those long hugs when your mom hugs you or when your yeah yeah or your partner hugs you and it's like, oh, you just feel safe. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's amazing. And, and Yvonne, she's a previous Word to Your Mama guest and the Supernatural Bear has taken her bilingual meditation courses. We'll have a link to everything we talked about here today, plus everyone that we mentioned. Next one. In which ways does she use her coaching to help inspire her kids to do work at their best? Do they ever say, oh, mom, I don't want to be coached, LOL. I've always been curious if she does gentle coaching with her kids. And this question is from Monica Avila, founder of Luna and Leche Maternity. Yeah, I love Luna and Leche Maternity. Go check out her maternity wear, maternity wear specifically for Latinas. Right. Um, I wish I would have had her when I had the twins because I was trying to breastfeed two babies at the same time. <laughs> there was no shirt that allowed you to pull out the boobies <laughs> with both at the same time. It was right. just like shirtless, basically. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I just, I go back to all my memories of like milk supplies stuff. These are the things I think about when I think about Monica. I love her. I love you so much, Monica. I'm sending you a big hug. Okay. How do I coach my kids? Well, you caught it when you said, um, are they even getting coached? Because do they are they open to hearing my coaching, right? right? So I don't use the word coach. I put <laughs> the word coaching under parenting, right? I'm just parenting is what I call mm. it. Yeah. Because if I do use the word coach, I will get pushback of like, I'm not your client. I'm not your client. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to be really like, like a sleek in the way that I use it. Or what's the word? Stellar? Like hidden, right? Stealth. Yeah. Stealth. There you go. I have to be really stealth in the way in which I use, I use the coaching and I really do it by asking open-ended questions. Mm. So I ask questions like, do you think there's another way that you could have handled that, that would have had a better Mm -hmm. outcome? Or what are three other ways that you could have responded to that, that would have felt better? Or like I ask questions, which is what I do in coaching. Really good coaching right. is is your ability to ask the right questions at the right times. That's what right. really 
differentiates good coaches from okay coaches is good coaches is we have instincts of like when to ask the right question, when to push right. and when not to also. Mm. It's both. And what questions to ask that right. open the brain up. So that's what I do with my kids. I ask them questions that open their brain up. So they're thinking um, in a in a higher way. They're thinking more strategic. They're starting mm. to ask themselves questions. I also want to create really excellent problem solvers. That's part of my goal with them. So I want them to own their problem and I want them to do the problem solving <laughs> to seek right. the, the solution, right? So instead of me you know, making the peanut butter and jelly sandwich for them. I'm like, so what can you make for lunch? Right. What can you make for lunch? Well, I don't know, mom. <laughs> I don't know. And what do you think goes in a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? What do you think is the first thing you're going to grab? Like questions like that, that just get them thinking and right. get them moving. And so what's happened is they're really self-sufficient overall, overall right. self-sufficient kids. And people who stayed with us are like, hey, your kids don't really fight. And I think they do. That's what's interesting is I think they fight a lot. Even the twins fight a lot. And other people are like, no, 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 no. This is like very limiting, limited fighting. I'm like, really? Okay. All right. So sometimes I get this like awakening that they're well-adjusted mm. kids that are making good decisions in, in life. And I have these like reminders that um, that what I'm doing, I think is working. I don't know. Check right. back with me when they're 21 and I'll let you know how it went. <laughs> let you know how it went. Hopefully, hopefully. I'm sure. I'm sure it will. Um, okay. Next one. What is her five-year plan? And this is from Leticia Amaya, founder of LA Literacy Tutoring. Oh, beautiful, Leticia. I remember you, Leticia. Yes, Leticia, you got to get back in the container. Right. <laughs> One container. It's so good to have your question. Thank you so much. What is my five-year plan? You know, I don't know right now. I'm in the process of sitting in the question right. of how big do I want to grow this thing? Yeah. Mm. Because the bigger you grow it, really, the bigger you grow the business, it, you have to take on different hats. And you become more right. of a manager and more of a CEO. I'm already a CEO, but you spend more time doing that work. And so I want to impact thousands of lives. I know I want to do that. So I'm going to continue to move in that direction. Do I want to impact right. hundreds of thousands of lives? <laughs> There's slightly different strategy. Either way, my goal in the next five years is to continue to grow continue to affect change in more Latinas specifically, create a movement where we are all making more money, creating a new relationship right. with time and building a bigger impact in the world, making a bigger impact in the world. Like that's right. at the core what I want. And of course, I want to raise healthy kids that are making good decisions and are well-adjusted and happy. Um, I'd like to continue to build my portfolio in terms of investments and money and me and Joey have a plan to retire in the next 10 to 12 years. Nice. So working towards that, that's also part of my five-year plan. Yeah. I love that. I know all of that's going to happen. It's all going to go down. Okay, Wendy, it is time for the not-so-rapid-fire questions, a.k.a. the slow-as-hell questions. Are you ready? What is the slow-as-hell questions? Wait a minute. Here. <laughs> yes, I'm ready. I'm supposed to say, yes, I'm ready, but slow <laughs> questions. Okay. Because <laughs> sometimes... 
I think someone's going to take forever to go through these. And sometimes they just rip through them. Right. And then sometimes they're like, oh, yeah, it's an easy question. And then they're just like, what? I don't. So we'll see how you do. Oh, OK. I feel like I'm playing a game now. Like, all right. All right. I'm on. I'm ready. I'm ready, Ritzy. First one. Three words to describe yourself. Three words to describe myself. I'm honest. I'm passionate. Right. Oh, what would be the confident? (laughs) Concur. I concur on all those. Knowing you this long, I say that. I say that with humility. (laughs) (laughs) I concur. No, but you do. You do it in a way. You're not boasting. You're not braggadocious. You're. You're. You. Right. That's. That's the goal. That's the goal. Okay. The next one. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Best piece of advice I ever received, and this was business advice also. There's two places to come from in life and with your business. Either you're a victim to everything and everything is happening to you, or you're responsible for it all. And you're the creator of everything that's happening. Yes. Right. Yes. That's it. There's only two places. That's and that's where that's where you teach us. Like that's where you that's where it comes from, right? That's what we're learning. And let me tell you, let me tell folks, when I was in Inspired Action, I don't know if it was the first, because at the time it was six months at a time and it was either the first or the second or maybe both. I was in therapy at the same time as being part of Inspired Action. And it was game changing because I was getting it from all levels. And it was my therapist, what my therapist was telling me was reinforcing what you were saying and vice versa. Do you know what I'm saying? So it was, I was getting it from all angles to, to remember like, no, 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 this is, this is the way. And I think it, it helped me move quicker. Cause I, I, I think I also really like the way you coach because I'm about action and actionable steps. And I'm about like, okay, what can we do? Like, let's get into action, (laughs) you know, like, um, like Brennan Brown says, uh, I'm over-functioning, like in time of crisis. Like I'm not the one that freezes and doesn't know what to do. I'm the one that's like, maybe sometimes to my detriment, but I don't do it enough for me. And I think that's the shift that you've helped me is, you know, I could do it for everyone else, but now it's time to turn it to me and and be able to be the over-functioning person for myself to to make moves. So I wanted to say that. Next one song to get you hyped when you need it what's your go-to oh my god i love um um oh my god celia cruz i'm, I'm trying to remember the name of the song carnival um la vida yeah oh my god what is it? yeah carnival yes uh, but I, is it called Carnaval? Because maybe I should know I this. I think so. I should know this. I think so. But also, we're, we're going to be adding it to the Word to Your Mama guest hype list song. We have a playlist that you can listen to all of our guests, all of their hype songs. And it's already been on there. So it's already on there. But I'm going to move yours to the top. Whoever, whatever week we're on, I move whoever the, the song is, I put it on top of there. Is there another one that you might have for a different situation? Or is that your go-to all the time? That's my go-to when I need to like remember that I come from such a rich background of right. like culture and love and food and passion. And that always sparks me. That always like shifts me off of whatever, you know, uh, bad mood I'm in or whatever I keep thinking about or whatever. Um, you know, there's a song by you too, and it's surprising because nobody listens to it. Well, a lot of people don't know it. It's called 
follow you by you two. And it's fast paced. It's fast paced okay. because, you know, I'm a rock and Espanol girl. So this is like right. the rock and Espanol in English, U2, U2 version. <laughs> but I'll mention it because nobody ever talks about this song. And it's my favorite U2 song. They don't play it at, at most concerts. Crazy, right? Oh, wow. It's like a yeah. Because they have a lot when of When did it come out? In the 80s or 90s or 2000? I feel like it was the in the 80s and it was in the boy album, the album called Boy mm. or with the boy in front. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, then we'll add that song. I'm excited to listen to it. Because, you know, you two songs, especially our generation, we know, we, we've heard them all. But I don't know the title, so I'm excited to listen to it. And we'll add that song to the Hype Song playlist. We'll have a link in the show notes. Final question, Wendy. What will be your legacy? Oh, my God. What will be my legacy? I immediately think of, like, thousands of women feeling the fear and doing the thing anyways. Right? Ooh, right. Yeah. Like feeling the uncomfortableness and moving through it and just doing the damn thing they want to do and building the life they want to build and being at the tables and making decisions and, you know, building the businesses and moving the money and all of that, like creating power and shifting the way that we're looked at in society and, and what we want for our lives, whatever that is for you. I just want us right. as Latinas to have more power more um, say at the table, right? Um, more decision-making abilities and more self-management so that we gain right. all of that from a place of feeling really good about ourselves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Amazing. I know that you've impacted my life. So many people that I know, we're still friends and because we met in, in Inspired Action. So tell the folks what you, you, know, what you offer, you know, how you can help them and anything next on the horizon, whatever you want the people to know. Yes, yes. Thank you so much, Ritzy. And I just want to take a moment to thank you and honor you for the work you've done in the in my containers for the last like three years. Seriously, girl, you were thank inspired you. action for a year. That's a long time to be practicing this work, which now I everyone commits to a year because right. I'm like, it takes time to learn these tools and to implement them and put them into practice. It's going to take you at least a year to manage your mind and start to really recognize the limiting beliefs, right? And now you're in the mastermind and you're on round two of the mastermind of the Get It Done Mastermind, which just shows me that you get the work and you're willing mm -hmm. to be in the swamp. You're willing to be in the dance of it in through all the uncomfortableness and really create the life you want to create, right? The business you want to create, produce the results you want to create. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, for everyone listening, listen, if anything that I said to you even sparked your interest, go check out Inspired Action because Inspired Action is where I teach the beginning level of all of this work and you actually get to practice it, which is the most important part because, you know, you could pick up a book, you could buy a course, you could learn a bunch of stuff, but unless you are practicing it in and out every day, unless you're actually utilizing the tools in your life, unless you're taking action, it's not going to work, guys. Information mm -hmm. is great, but information put into practice is what creates change. And that's what I'm here to help you do. Change your life into the life you really want. Yeah. Right. And then what about the mastermind? Tell a little bit, people a little bit more about the mastermind and what that's about and the process for that one. Yes. So once you've done some work in Inspired Action, or if you feel called to be in a smaller container with me, the mastermind is really that level up 
In mindset mm-hmm. work, we take a lot of action. We create a strategic plan where you actually get to decide what are the three things I'm going to get done and how am I going to manage my mind. So the mastermind is a six-month container. I coach you in a small group container, usually about 15 women. And I coach you for six months. We work on two main things. One, we have a coaching call called The Money Room, where I coach you around money, your thoughts on money, being able to actually build a relationship with your current money. Like, do you know your numbers right now? Can you look at them without having an anxiety panic attack? (laughs) And how to do that, right? And then how to learn to sell. I call it enrollment. I have a process where I teach people how to inspire other people to take action And sometimes that includes money. So I teach you how to sell, how to enroll people into your program so that you can really build, build the life you want. Yeah. So in the mastermind, we're focused around money, building, making more money, time, your relationship with time, which is really managing you and your thoughts, right? And your feelings, your intentions. We practice be, do, have, which has to do with who you're being in your life. And everyone in the mastermind is there because they want to make an impact in the world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I only attract women that are like change makers. They're kick-ass change makers, really. Yeah, for sure. Like I've, I've met, you know, kindred spirits for sure that, you know, where I feel like we all feel that the mission you're, you're that way and you attract that, you know, the mission is bigger than us. And I think that, that having that factor, like you said, you're doing it something that you would probably do for free anyways, but now you're adding the other component. And then you helped me and so many others, I'm sure, th- with the with the idea, the notion that I can m- still make money, but still help people. And that's okay. And the more money and the more stable I am, and I can help even more people and I can grow and help you e- make a bit even bigger impact. And I think that is super important. So tell the people the name of your podcast and what day it drops. Beautiful. I love you, Ritzy. Thank you for reminding me of all this stuff. Yes. My podcast is the Yes Mujer. Build it. And it's not just for mujeres. It's for anyone who's building anything, but it is from a Latina perspective. And I teach you uh, strategy, business tools, self-management tools. I talk about tools like Be Do Have. It drops on Wednesdays. Every Wednesday, there will be a new episode. So go to wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, subscribe to the Yes Mujer Build It podcast. And I'll have the links to everything that has to do with Wendy and everything we talked about today in the show notes. And I just want to say, Wendy, muchísimas gracias por todo. Like, you've really helped me change my life. So I just want to say thank you so much. Uh, Knowing you is a gift. And the safe spaces that you provided at such a crazy time in the world has really, you know, planted so many different seeds, but I think more than that for me, because I took the leap in 2006, but I kind of lost myself and the world forced me to, to think of things differently. And now I'm doing new things that I love to do, making a bigger impact. And I think you helped to remind me of how dope I am. And I think that's what you do for everyone in your containers that you call them. It's these safe spaces. And so I just wanted to have it recorded <laughs> that, uh, you know, muchísimas gracias. I, I, you know, love you and honor you. And, you know, just thank you so much. I'm excited to continue to grow and learn and, you know, make a big impact together. 
I mean, it's on yeah, a bobbin. That's it. That's Wendy. what's happening. That's we're going we're gonna to change the world together. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And now introducing the Supernatural Bear Corner. Supernatural Bear. This song goes out to all the people who love yams. Hit it! Can I get to the yams? Sweet yams. Show me the way. Cause I got bills to pay. Do yeah. There you have it, folks. Wendy Amata. Yeah, be open to it. If it's not her, get with someone that's good, someone else that's good. But I really suggest you get with her. <laughs> I've been telling folks, there's a people in my tribe that I've been telling for a year and a half, two years. You should do this. You should definitely do this. So anyways, all the links that we discuss are in the show notes. You know it to be true. There's two more episodes left in 2023. We got a nerd out. We already recorded that. So that's going to be coming out. The last nerd out of 2023. We also got the last relatives of 2023 that's coming out on Christmas Day since it is a Monday and we drop every Monday. And it is my relative Naisha's 50th birthday on Christmas on the 25th, on Monday, on the day this comes out. So depending, if you have any questions or comments for Naisha, you still might have time to get them in before we record for that episode. And then we'll see what the Supernatural Bear Corners are going to be in 2024. But until the end of the year, most deaf going to be Sweet yams. (laughs) Oh, you know what? I also am going to put a link to the Supernatural Bear and I's eclectic holiday mix. Yeah, it has a grip of songs on there and not the typical ones, but maybe they're the, the, the classic ones, but they're sung by someone else. They're in different languages you know, or their unique songs that we really love that are in different genres. I mean, we love it. We play it every year when we put the tree up, uh, when we're playing games in the evening, on the weekends, during the holiday season, and while he's opening presents. It's it's a whole thing. But yeah, we've been building that for the past couple of years. Maybe I think maybe since the pandemic. And so we've just been adding and adding and just like Juan Gabriel and just, you know, dance hall stuff and German, Korean, Japanese, like all kinds of stuff. So please believe it. I'll put it in the show notes. Let me make a note about that right now. And then, yeah, muchísimas gracias for all the support. Per use, you know how to do it. You can tell your folks, tell your peeps, tell your friends. You can become a patron. You can buy something at the shop, WTYM, for 10% off, always. You could buy us a whiskey via buy us a coffee. You can donate directly. There's a donate button somewhere up in there. And, uh, you know, help us continue to amplify diverse voices. You have any questions or comments, DM us, email us, email us. <laughs> 
email us. Email us. Hilarious. I got to tell Supernatural Bear about that one. And uh, yeah. And as always, we reap. Word to Your Mama is owned and produced by Ritzy P. Intro Beat, produced by Nico Beats. If you want to know more, I want to email us. You want to get the media kit, go head over to wordtoyourmama.com. Word to Your Mama is now part of the Latina Podcasters Network. And as always, Word to Your Mama is brought to you by ritzyperiwinkle.com. Make sure to follow Word to Your Mama on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you stream your podcast, or download the Latina Podcasters Network app.